Back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. It's time now for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. Welcome back, everybody. Bowl season upon us. Excitement in the air. Speaking of the air, 41 degrees and sunny. Today, we're looking at a high of 67 degrees. Increasing clouds tonight with a low of 42. We welcome you back to Sports 56 Mornings. Hour 3 during the football season on Thursdays becomes the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, their Christmas sale continues at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Greg Aston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd, now joined by Mr. Harold Grader from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. How are you? Doing great. Good to see you guys. Good to be with you, Eli. Good seeing you on Saturday for our yes. annual high school football all-star game. How did it go? Once we got playing, it was awesome. <laughs> you know, obviously there was some weather passing through. We had a couple of rain, uh, lightning delays. Uh, but once we got going, it was a pretty fun and entertaining, exciting game. It was the it was the, it was the defenses. The defense turned into the offense for a lot of the games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of returns. You know, I want to thank the the folks over at MUS, uh, Bobby Austin, uh, for hosting us again for our 21st year. And again, uh, the news came out yesterday. Bobby's yep. retiring. So uh, congratulations on an incredible mm-hmm. career. And Bobby, again, we appreciate all you've done for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, in particular uh, the young men that have played in that All-Star game over uh, 21 years. Um what else about that game? The coaches want to thank them. Slade Calhoun, Cedric Miller. Miller, uh, the red team won 30-14. to 14. Uh, Kudos to the game MVP, Carl Brown from Mace. And a, and a new award we had uh, this year uh, that we will continue. The TVA lineman of the game, Travis Shaw from Houston, I believe. That's right. Who has had quite a year. That, That's not a bad you know, A good way to cap off a state championship his, winning season. His last couple high school football games went pretty well. Pretty good. Pretty good for Travis Shaw. So, uh, good day, good week for us, for them. And I do want to say uh, one thing. A shout-out to a young man who was injured in practice, uh, wasn't able to play, had been selected uh, to the All-Star game, and that's Will French from CBHS. Uh, lineman, uh, going to play college ball somewhere, maybe Middle Tennessee, maybe some other opportunities there. Uh, but Will, unable to play, but... Uh, uh, again, uh, we uh, congratulate him on the career he had at CBHS. And congratulations uh, to you guys. Again, this is an event. I've been involved with it. I've yeah. done some games in the past. Obviously, Eli does it an awful lot. And I think it's just great what you guys do. Just another thing uh, you know, added to uh, your responsibilities. Not really your responsibilities, but you've made it your responsibility of entertaining the folks out there and giving these young men uh, an opportunity to play that one final game. Some, many will go on to play ball in college, but some will not. So it's the final game, kind of a wrap-up of a career. So great job once again by you guys. Yep, and and a uh, uh, tip of the hat and a thank you again to our friends at uh, WMC-TV for being our TV partner this year. But again, can't thank you guys enough. I mean, you guys have been with us uh, from the very beginning, and and that's just part of the tradition of the All-Star Game is to have uh, the broadcast on Sports 56. So thank you, thank you. By the way, one other point about high school football, and, and maybe you guys have the answer to this, with Bobby Alston now stepping down, I assumed that Bobby had been the longest tenured at one school head football coach like the current 
I would mm-hmm. think so. Oh yeah. So who, who I, I takes so. over? So who takes over that position? That will be an interesting decision. We will await to see what the administration well, of MUS that, does. I would say. Well, uh, no, I mean, yeah, how long, long has uh, Salisbury been at? Oh, you, oh, you're talking about the position of the the most tenured. I thought you're talking about who's going to get the job. Well, at MUS. either way, but I, Eli, I think you might be on oh, something. I, I Ronnie think, Salisbury, maybe. I think Salisbury's Haven? been here. I feel like he's been there since I've been here, but I don't know. Maybe he wasn't the first couple of years, but he's been there for a long Probably time. Probably so, because didn't he fought? Wasn't it uh, Stan Collins and then Rodney? Yeah, they're kind of like. The, I don't think there was anyone in between there. And uh, we're I, talking about Whitehaven again. I, I, as far as I can remember back since I've been yeah. in Memphis, I feel like Salisbury's been there. I don't know that there's any other coach that could say that I could say that about. Yeah, you know that's a good point about Coach Collins. He was the coach I think when I got here in ninety at the end of ninety five. Yeah. And I'm not sure how many coaches they had before that, but they're kind of like the Steelers. Like they have like th- yeah. Steelers have had three head coaches yeah. basically for and, the last and, fifty years, and, or whatever. And Greg, that's part of the. Um, secret sauce out there at Whitehaven. Uh, they had, they've always had great support from the administration, and then great head coaches, but not a whole lot of turnover. Consistency in the program, stability, and uh, that's why uh, they've had great success, as they say, out in the Haven. So. Yeah, I, I'm to trying them. to think of anybody else that Kevin's had a long run, but Kevin Lacaster went from Christian Brothers to Lausanne, right. so his run at Lausanne oh, yeah. has not been that I mean, long. Bobby's, you know, bit was at MUS or has been in MUS for. I think well, he was head coach for 25, 25 26 yeah. years. He and he's been there like almost 50. Four, yeah, yeah, but his head coach years. was head at coach 25, 26, 26, 26, 26 years. Yeah. Because he, he, he. And he replaced a legend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jake Rudolph. You know, because I don't, when I was doing, like, when LeCastro was at, he and LeCastro both, like, LeCastro started at Christian Brothers, I think, the year before or even the same year as Bobby did at MUS. But then obviously, yes, LeCastro moved on. Um, but yeah, it's. I, mean, I don't know. I can't. Other than Salisbury, I don't. I have, I have no clue of any other coaches. Yeah, I have to give who that have one been thought. at a place a really long time. Exactly. I would have to believe that would be him. In the meantime, we were getting closer and closer to the game, and I had asked you, and I, for yeah. those who don't know, I, I asked Harold. I said, "HD, why don't you see if Coach Campbell could join us today?" And you reached out. They're practicing. They so are at this pra- very hour. So they're practicing. Memphis not yet practicing. They've when do been they recruiting. Start? I'm not sure. It's got to be soon. It's but soon. I asked about maybe getting Coach yeah. Silverfield on. He's out recruiting. I know yes. he was recently in Texas. So they're, uh, Iowa State already, I don't know if you want to call it getting the jump, but they're already practicing, and pretty soon Memphis will be doing it Yeah, as well. I, I do know as far as the Tigers' schedule, because we're doing some, some things with them to promote the game. Um, Saturday is an off day for the team. I do know that. But we're trying to do some things with the university, with the athletic department around their next three home basketball games, which are all biggie biggies for uh, Penny and the and the uh, basketball Tigers. So it's Clemson this week on Saturday, what UVA on Tuesday, Tuesday and the last Vandy a week from Saturday, yeah, right? 22nd. So three big Tiger home basketball games, and we're going to have a presence there. The uh, world famous Liberty Bell AutoZone Liberty Bowl Champions Trophy. Uh, we'll be making an appearance at all of those games, maybe a, f- a few other things, but uh, uh, the athletic department, I know, is going to be selling tickets on site uh, at those basketball games, and I know they've been rolling out some special promotions around ticket sales through the Memphis Athletic Department. So uh, a lot going on, and again, Tiger fans, uh, we want to see a lot of blue there. You know, We have the Tigers and, and all of you sitting on the east side of the stadium, which is the television side, and uh, you, we know that I Iowa State uh, is going to come with, with a pretty good number of fans, and uh, you know, here's the, a, another opportunity 
for the University of Memphis to make a statement to the Big 12 and any other conference that's paying attention for future realignment uh, uh, considerations. It's all there for you. Playing a Big 12 team, uh, national audience on ESPN. You know we're we're the only game on at that time, if I'm not mistaken. We're the lead-in uh, to the Cotton Bowl there on Friday the 29th. So Tiger fans, uh, step up and uh, support your Tigers. Wear your blue. Let me correct something. The uh, Vanderbilt game is the 23rd. You're right about the Saturday, but the date's the 23rd, okay. so two days before Christmas. So yeah, I read uh, Sam Hardiman's story from the Daily Memphian about the Big 12 saying yeah they're they're taking notice about. The renovations and all that, although nothing's yet official until this Tuesday, hopefully, gets passed by the city council. And it's interesting, in their last meetings, when they tabled the vote, right? Steve Earhart uh, from the AutoZone Liberty, I think you know that guy. If not, I can introduce you to him. Uh, he spoke, yeah, would you do that? I will try okay, to do I that. I appreciate that. Fred Jones spoke as well yeah. from the Southern Heritage Classic. And Eli, um, in, in, in a story, uh, they also indicated that Again, if it goes through, which everybody expects it to happen, then the University of Memphis takes over and runs the show at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, then you guys, in essence, would become tenants. Yes. And I think they've already reached out to the USFL or will be well, UFL team. Said that, yeah, he had said, I guess, the you guys at the Autos of Liberty Bowl, the Showboats and the Southern Heritage Classic, the three tenants right. with contract extensions or whatever, because that was part of the thing in that first meeting. They wanted yeah. to make sure that all of this was... Uh, taking care of all that stuff. So he said he has done that and whatever else. But um, yeah, so, you know, hopefully, I mean, from your perspective, I mean, obviously you guys are a little busy right now. A little, <laughs> I mean, a you little, got, yeah. You got something going on a little different than the other ones who are tenants who maybe have time, a little more time to deal with this right now. But I, I mean, I, it would seem like it does it. it does it really matter, I guess, who runs the stadium from you guys' perspective? You know, I think as long... Because the university even said they're going to still use the same management company to actually run the stadium. Right. You know, I think as, as long as the, the terms are, are the same or very similar uh, to what we have, um, you know, th- they have certainly indicated in all conversations and all public statements that, you know, they want to be good partners with, with the users and tenants of the stadium. And, and we appreciate that. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Dr. Hargrave has, has made similar comments. Uh, so we'll work our way through that. Um, you know, this is a critical time for the community, for the university, uh, for all of us uh, that use what is now known as Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, because uh, yes, I know there were some. Uh, there was one article talking about the Big Twelve taking notice of the stadium, and and I can tell you, you know, going back to the summer, uh, you know, being at the Big Twelve media days, you know, folks, you know, it's been out there for a while that mm-hmm. this project has been matriculating through our community, and so yeah, that the, you know, the Big Twelve knows they know. They're aware of it from our conversations with them. Um, obviously, the university has their own uh, reasons to have those conversations because they're trying to get over there if, if it were to work out that way. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's important for, again, this stadium project is important for the university. It's important for us. It's important for Fred and his uh, game with the Southern Heritage Classic. Um, for It's the future of football uh, in, in Memphis. Um, this is our stadium you know, I, I don't expect to see a new stadium in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is it. You know, we, we have collectively uh, that chunk of cash from the state uh, that's got to be spent for the purpose of 
uh, Simmons Bank Stadium, FedEx Forum, and obviously all this ties into that, and that's important for our community with the Grizzlies and the Forum. Um, but as far as the football piece of it, you know, it, it's highly critical, and uh, you know, we'll see how how all this works its way through council and then the potential and expected transfer uh, to the university. Uh, it's going to be the dynamics out there are going to be uh, even more interesting than they are now because if it all if it all comes to fruition, the university will be the owner and have control of Simmons Bank Stadium. The city will maintain control of Tiger Lane and all yeah. the parking. And then you have uh, the new Memphis Sports and Events Center, which is being managed by yet a another third party. So you've got three operators out there controlling the space. But the city, most importantly, is controlling the parking. Yeah. Uh, so we 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 got to work through all of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those dynamics again. Obviously, um, you know, we have a good relationship with with Paul Young. Uh, you know, we we've been working with Paul. Uh, when he was head of, I'm forgetting the exact title of the department in, in city government, neighborhoods or neighborhood development, something like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I don't have that correct. But also through the Downtown Memphis Commission. They've been supporters of us and you know things like our Bill Street Parade and our Bash on Bill pep rally. So, so we know Paul have a great relationship with the incoming mayor, which is a good thing because uh, at the end of the day, all business uh, comes down to relationships. We know that. Uh, so uh, as things progress, um, you know, we're expecting uh, to obviously work our way through a contract extension, a lease uh, extension uh, with the University of Memphis, and then deal with the city on parking and all of those things around game day. Um, so right now as we speak, we think things are, are going to be very positive from an AutoZone Liberty Bowl perspective. We shall see. Again, uh, we don't foresee any any bumps in the road. And But the first hurdle for all of us is it's got to get through council. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't imagine the university would come in and be like, all right, well, you're, you're – Rent's going way up. <laughs> we, exactly. We, sorry, guys. We we need some money. We're gonna raise your rent. Like it would be that'd be a little weird uh, for them to do that. From a just from your bowl perspective, you talk about there's reasons for you to have conversations with the Big Twelve about sure. this as well, and the SEC and whoever else. You've got your new contracts coming up after th- 2025. Well, our our conference contracts with both of those conferences, SEC Big Twelve, run through the 25 football season. So after. This year's bowl game, we have two more, the 24 and 25 seasons. But that's the case for all the bowls, yeah. Eli. You know, not, none of us in the bowl world know what 2026 and beyond looks like for postseason college yeah. football. We know there's an expanded playoff. Other than that, a but lot the, of unanswered questions. And, and there and there are issues that, that are yet to be resolved for 24 and 25 for postseason may, around uh, the CFP. You know, I saw one of the uh, bosses within the SEC at a game late in the year, and I asked him, I said, when are we going to start talking about 2026 and beyond? And he said, he looked at me and kind of chuckled. He said, we have a lot of issues and questions we've got to answer and resolve for 24 and 25 before we even talk about 26. So, but, so you're, the stadium, theoretically, if everything goes as yeah. planned, will be done by the time you have your new contract in place. You meaning the construction done? Yes. Right? Because the, 
Well, Memphis I, is planning on playing it. It'll be done by 25, right? That's the what they're expecting. Yeah, if, that's if there's the, no delays. The, if there if are no delays, delays that's yeah. the expectation. So, so, uh, yeah, you're talking about the contract where the conferences will yes, be done. Yeah, yeah that's correct. So by the time that's you correct. are doing So how important is it for you guys in your again, negotiations with these conferences to have this stadium really oh. done? And and that's what I was referring to earlier, Yolanda. I appreciate the, the, the direct question when I talk about and commented on how important this is for our overall community because it impacts all of the users, the university, us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and Fred Jones and his game. And, you know, facilities are, are vitally important. It's, it's a uh, – it's a – very, I don't, I don't want to say knockdown, drag out, but it's very competitive in the bowl world, and we know that you know just looking at the current situation uh, in the pool of six that we often talk about, and those are our peer bowls within the SEC, and those are the ones we're competing with. You know, all of those other games are playing in NFL stadiums or NFL quality stadiums. I think they're all NFL stadiums as I work my way through the. Through that list mm-hmm. of the other five uh, bowl, uh, bowls in the pool, it's Houston, Nashville, uh, the Gator, uh, Charlotte. Who am I leaving out? Tampa. I think that's five. Yeah. Uh, they're all playing in NFL stadiums. So for us to stay competitive at a top-tier bowl game, it's it's vitally important for us to have those improvements and renovations. And again, you know, just from a community standpoint, look when the forum was built, when AutoZone Park was built. The bar was raised for our community. Mm-hmm. Then comes FedEx. Then, uh, you know, the pyramid was built back in those days as an arena. The, the, the bar was raised. Then the FedEx Forum is built. Palace of Basketball at that point. So as all of these facilities have been built, the bar has been raised from the expectation level of the user, meaning the fans. That fan experience. And now... That's more important as as any time in in our history of the expectation and the product that we all deliver, and that all focuses on game day around the fan experience and what you're experiencing within the stadium. And to have more premium seating, more suites, all of the other amenities that will be put into the renovated Simmons Bank Stadium, you know, that's just invi- vitally important for us. And again, you know, at some point uh, here in the next two years, obviously, we're going to be talking uh, with our conference partners about an extension and we're going to be compared with the current competition and there may be somebody else out there you know the one with the addition of of uh texas and ou uh you know i fully expect uh the the guys in san antonio playing in a dome stadium it's not nfl but it's a dome stadium i expect them to to be in the mix uh but just because of the geography so again uh the competition is stiff and this is important for us, as important for us as it is the university, uh, because you know we're compared to those other cities, those other markets. And right now, you know we're obviously lagging behind when it comes to the facility. But that's why we work so hard on events and hospitality mm-hmm. and all the other things that we can control. And uh, you know, it's uh, uh, what was the old uh, rental car commercial, uh, Avis? You know, we try harder. I mean, you got to be old like me to remember that. Uh, that line but that's what we do because again you know we always tell folks and again tiger lane has been a great amenity addition to the the fan experience uh and we tell folks um you know when you get into the stadium and you get to your seat 
you have a great view of yes. the field. You, you're going to have a great experience. Now, some of the other amenities, and the city has done what it can over the years, and we thank them for that. You know, whether it was improvements to concession stands, restrooms, all of those fan pieces that that are important to the fan experience, those things have been done incrementally uh, over the years, and we all are appreciative of the city and what that what they what the city has done, and that goes all the way back to the Harrington administration. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been around that long uh, with the ball. This is me year twenty five for me, and so, but now the game is. Needs to be taken to a different level, and that's what the vision is for the renovations and and setting the tone, setting the facility for not just the short term but the long term for college football, football in general uh, that will be played in that facility. You know what's interesting, and I understand why it's where it is in the pecking order, but Orlando, the Citrus Bowl, yeah, is not an NFL state. No. But it's but an NFL quality. It's stadium. an NFL quality thing because they've yeah. done renovations over the years. They basically kind of what kind of what we're talking about here. But I think right. they took the whole place down and rebuilt right. on the same site. Plus, it's it's in Orlando. I yeah. understand. Yeah. It's in sure. Florida, Great travel warm weather and all that. But you bet. You know, that's not even part of the six. It's a it's above it. No six yeah. are all NFL exactly. stadiums, like you said. Yeah. You can only do well, what you can do, and you guys obviously with all the events that you put together um, that coincide with the bowl game. I, I say every year it's one of the best bowls because you guys do work harder, as you said, and I, I, I applaud you guys for that. Well, they're they're all NFL stadiums, and the one just down the road from us is going to become a oh <laughs> a Taj Mahal. Oh, absolutely! Here in the very near future, yeah, our, our our friends, quote unquote. <laughs> No, they're good. They are friends of ours. Uh, Scott Ramsey and his organization with the Music City Bowl. They are going to be the beneficiaries of a $2 billion yeah. stadium that's going to be built in Nashville. And, uh, you know, talking to uh, folks uh, within state government that I know, when, you know, when they were working through that process and the evaluation of you – because know, the state of Tennessee gave them $500 million, mm-hmm. half a billion for that $2 billion project. But, you know, the state, again, just as they evaluated Memphis and gave Memphis $350 million for our two facilities, they're looking for what's – down the road, what's Super the Super Bowls? What, all that. Yeah, what's yes. the return Bowl, on that Final investment? Four, everything. They're gonna what's everything. the return on that? So yeah, and so in Nashville, they're looking at you know national championship football games. You know the CFP national yep. championship. It'll be there. Yep. You know Final Fours, Super Bowls. Yep. They will get all of that down the yes. road. And again, for us bringing it back home, that three fifty is important for us. One twenty of that has been uh, designated for the project at Simmons Bank Stadium. We're all for it. Yeah, their competition is is not going to be Memphis. Their competition is going to be Atlanta, stealing stuff from Atlanta from the dome. But with Memphis, we elevate everything by doing this uh, refurbishment, yeah. uh, reconstruction of this stadium, making it state of the art, making it as best as it can be to not only entice um, events here, but also to just give everybody that. Uh, that great feeling of look what we have. We we look. You're right. The, the sight lines in the stadium yeah. are fantastic. Oh, absolutely. There's not a bad seat in the house, but it's old. And to be able to bring it into the modern times absolutely. is what needs to be done. But and also think about concerts that'll be coming there and other things that will be added to that beautiful stadium once it's done. But first of all, they have to get it approved. Absolutely. And just to go back to the Big Twelve uh, piece of this, uh, just to point a fine final point on, on that, uh, there will be a high-ranking Big 12 official at our game on the 29th. So again, Tiger fans, the University (laughs) of Memphis, and I say this because I'm a grad, 
uh, past uh, board member of the Alumni Association, donor of the university, donor of the athletic department. It, it's like a it's like a, a, a job interview or an audition. We're here to see you. What yeah. do you got? You better come with your A game, and that means fill the stadium. Tiger fans, here is another opportunity that our organization, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, is bringing to our city for you to show your best in front of the Big 12. Even though this is technically a neutral site, Memphis is, in fact, the visiting team technically. Right. Are they allowed to play, since there is going to be a high-ranking Big 12 official there, that nice video they have of the future of the stadium? That would be beautiful to we see. We haven't talked about that. On the big screen. That's a good point. That, that's well, We shall see. We, we haven't talked about that. There's a lot of things um, to, that... To, to, a lot of moving know. parts, but we haven't specifically talked about that. Yeah, well, you got to know big meetings today. It's going to be a busy time for you. We need to take a quick time out. We'll come back with more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. And again, if you have any questions for Harold or questions for us as far as college football is concerned about the stadium or anything like that, hit us up on the Sports 56 listener lines by texting in at 901-360-8255. The Crazy Coop is a great option for hot wings. I think it's the best option for hot wings whether you're tailgating maybe at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game or any event that's coming up Christmas parties New Year's Eve and New Year's Day party celebrations watching all the big games you can do it and enjoy the Crazy Coop and the hot wings from the Crazy Coop it just makes your experience that much more enhanced two convenient locations 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. What makes a great hot wing? Well, they got to cook it right, first of all, but it's the seasonings, it's the flavorings, and they have 27 flavors. I said flavorings. The flavors. 27 flavors on these great hot wings, like the Buffalo Ranch, a perfect combo of ranch seasoning with a little kick to it. The mango habanero, the sweet taste of mango, followed by the heat, or the sweet maple bourbon. The taste will remind you of chicken and waffles. That's just three examples of the 27 different seasonings you can get at the Crazy Coop. Put it on the whole wings, the party wings, the boneless wings, those delicious chicken tenders. Pick up some crazy packs while you're there. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can order online, pick up, have any of the services delivered to your home or office. They will also cater your events. So again, holiday parties, think about the Crazy Coop. 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli and the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grater. Welcome back, everybody. HG, how long is your, if it's actually a contract, your secondary contract with the American Conference? How long is they, that? They all after? run on the same timeline. So, so they all run 25. the same Okay. Yeah. So you'll be negotiating after that with a new commissioner. What are your thoughts about Mike Oresco announcing his retirement at the well, end of the we, we, I think that broke last year. week uh, during yeah. the show. Uh, to be honest, I haven't heard a whole lot more since then. Uh, really, no names have been bubbling around out there. Uh, again, as I said last week. Oh, that's right. We talked about it last week. Sorry. That uh, 
You know, under the circumstances of college athletics and realignment, you know, I thought Mike did uh, did a did a good job. I know he's taken some heat over the addition of Army, uh, what now we now know as he was heading out the door. Um, you know, his my recollection of of Mike when it came to all the realignment stuff that he basically took the attitude. You know, he wasn't going to fight it. That if a school wanted to leave, it was, thank you for being a part of the American, and we wish you the best. I mean, he, and pay us the money. Yeah, and there's a fee to, to, <laughs> to walk through out. that exit door. To walk through the exit. Um, so again, uh, he came from a network television background, which when he was hired for that job, that was a critically important phase of where we were in college athletics and. and uh, conferences and yep. for those media deals to maximize the the opportunity to maximize the dollars, uh, and I think in in that regard, I think he did a very good job of of that of maximizing whatever those opportunities uh, were. Um, so I think he can you know uh, head uh, head to whatever the next phase of his life is, and and I think overall, I think you would say he he did a pretty good job with the American. You was were, it ideal? Was it great? No, but again, he did the best with the hand that he was dealt. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you do, Eli. We, we again, we talked about it last week, so sorry to bring that back yeah. up. But you just mentioned in our last segment about the contract and. You, the person you were talking with said, "Hey, I'm I'm still concerned about changes for what we're going to do for this first year yeah. of the 12 team plan." Yeah, 24 and 25. So, right now, as we speak, it's still set up to be six the high six highest ranked conference champions and six at large. Right? I think they're talking five and seven. Yeah, it's going to be five and seven. That's what I'm saying. Has it, that the has not changed seven. yet? Right? I don't think that has. I, it, I I want to say it's set in stone, but. I'm not 100. I don't know sure if they've actually that. voted on it that, yet. I don't know, again, I don't know yeah. when they're when they meet. Yeah. It's I know they were, it's been discussed. I just don't know if it's actually been voted on. Or but it will right. be right because then we obviously with the Pac-12 and, and right. You know, I, I still don't know what's going on technically with Washington State and Oregon State um, because they're going to play almost a Mountain West schedule. Yeah, they yeah they have a scheduling arrangement with the Mountain West. You know, they're, they're they have I think a two year window to. I think get to eight. I think is what constitutes a a D one conference. I think those are, are the parameters. So it'll be interesting to see what they do um, with that with the pack. Uh, it, it amazes me that uh, on some level that George Kliakoff is still sitting in the commissioner's chair. Well, technically, they still have a conference. They have a conference, <laughs> which is just. Bizarre, but it'd be really easy to overwatch. You know, hey, you got two schools. I go visit. I can visit all my schools in my conference every week. But let's say, <laughs> let, let, let's say it's good. It, they, they, they can. He can have them over to the house and have them spend the night. You know, we got two guest rooms. You know, but even even if it changes, I know. Even if it changes, then it should change to seven and five for the first year, right? It's six and six right now, but. If it's still, con- how can it still be considered a conference? Are we saying like if Oregon State or Washington State, one of the two goes eleven and one, even ten and two with a twelve team playoff as opposed to a fourteen playoff, and they're one of the high, they, they would get in. No, they're because they're, they're not. They would not be. They, they can get in as an at large. So like they can't get in. So as they a can only There's get no in conference as a, champion in a two team conference. Th- that's what I'm asking. Okay, so I just want to make sure that that technically is not the case. But okay, so then if they go down to. If they go down to uh, five and seven, which we expect five highest conference champions, the rankings, yeah, yeah. and then seven at large. Right. 
it would still include, obviously, the group of five. Well, it doesn't automatically, but no, it would it would automatically include one. Because you would have yes. four Power Five conferences left. Not five, four. And that would leave one from the group of five. Correct? Yeah. That's, why yes. that, that's why they will go down to five. Because they're not going to do two of them. They're not going to do, do one. Do two, exactly. Could you imagine, though, like, let's say they didn't vote that in. They didn't make that change. And there was two. The opportunities you have if you're a University yeah. of Memphis or anybody in that yeah. position. We've talked about the earlier the Memphis home schedule and away schedule and conference play which had to be altered a little bit because of Army's inclusion. I'm not sure if it really affected Memphis at all. We went over that. Um, looks like Memphis will have a tough road schedule uh, compared to what uh, they had in conference this past year. Plus, they'll play Florida State in the non-conference portion of your of their schedule. But certainly, I think going into next year, um, you would have to think Memphis, with the moves, the changes that have been made in the conference, yeah, if not the favorite to win it, they got to be right behind at, Tulane, I would think. You would think. Think there's Tulane a with a new head coach? New head coach. Uh, I don't know about Michael Pratt. Probably he, a new quarterback. Yeah, has he made a decision yet, Pratt? I don't believe so. I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen anything that one way or another. Well, we've had uh, fun all year. We did our pick six. We do it every year. But we're going to have a little fun, just the three of us. And folks, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll enjoy this too because we'll go back and forth with each other. We've decided that we're going we're gonna to pick the bowl games. But we're not going to pick the bowl games with analysis and in-depth uh, talk about any of the games. We're just going to pick. And we're only going to pick the winners of the games. And we've decided that the loser of this three-way bet will be buying the other two lunch. So, gentlemen, there's a few games coming up on Saturday. There are. And then the bulk of the games will start after you're with us next week. Yes. So we'll make the bulk of the picks when you join us next Thursday. But I want to make the picks up and through Tuesday of next week. There's not a ton of them, but there's a few of them. So, gentlemen, if you are ready, I am ready, and we may begin. Let's go. We begin with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia Southern, that's our buddy Clay Helton's team, against Ohio. I'll give you the records. Georgia Southern 6-6, six and six, Ohio 9-3. and three. It's always customary to begin with Mr. Grader. Yeah, I hate to go against our, our friend Clay, but I'm taking Ohio. Eli? Uh... I'll go with our friend Clay. I'll go opposite of you. I am going with our friend Clay as well. Uh, we're going to pick the Celebration Bowl, where Howard takes on FAMU. That's uh, the SWAC against the MEAC. Howard 6-5, and five, the Bison. Are they the Bison? I think they are. Uh, Florida A&M 11-1. Eli. Florida A&M. I will pick Florida A&M. Harold. Yep, A&M. The New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana at six and six, Jacksonville State at eight and four. I will pick first, and I will go with the uh, the Fighting Rich Rodriguez's. Give me Jacksonville State, Harold. Hmm. Now Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken, they played in this game. It's kind of like the 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 Louisiana Invitational. They're in it just about every year. But Rich Rod, eight and four. I'll take I'll take Jacksonville State. Eli Gamecocks. Jacksonville State. We go to the Cure Bowl. And uh, you notice I haven't given sponsors. The only one I will do is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Only no, only because it makes it quicker for us to do this. Uh, the Cure Bowl, Appalachian State, 8-5. and five. Miami of Ohio, great season. Very quietly, 11-2. Harold. Miami. Eli. App State. 
I'm going App State as well. I've agreed with everyone that Eli has picked so far. Uh, New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State, 8-4. and four. New Mexico State, 10-4. and four. The Fighting Jerry Kills. Eli. Uh, New Mexico State. I will pick. Hmm. Give me... Nah, I want to be different, but I can't be different. Give me New Mexico State. Harold. I saw New Mexico State beat Auburn. You I'm did. all in. I'm all in. You New Mexico did. State. I sure did. I was, I was there. To I you, New there. Mexico State looked like a playoff team. Oh, I'm my sure gosh. That, that game. That day they did. The L.A. Bowl. Boise State, the Mountain West champions, 8-5. and five. UCLA, 7-5. and five. Uh, I pick first in this one. I'm going to take Boise. Harold? Hmm. UCLA. Eli. Well, Boise's quarterback already left, right? Or Arkansas. No Taylor Green. So I'll take UCLA. I don't know if it, I'm sure UCLA's had guys leave already too, but I'll take UCLA. The I forgot to write it down. The Independence Bowl. Texas Tech, Cal, both six and six. I did the last one. Harold. Gotta go with the Big Twelve. Texas Tech. Texas Guns Tech. up. Eli. Texas Tech and who? Cal. Cal. This is a home game for Tech. More yeah, let's go with Tech. I'm going to go with Cal. Tech was here last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. They, brought the, horse. they brought the horse. They're, yeah. The Who Black was last Stallion. year's game? Kansas and Arkansas. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Arkansas, as Great. they say. That's right. That's Yeah. <laughs> Who's last year's game? I can't. That was a great game, too. That was all. That was triple baby. overtime. Oh, the best bowl game good. Of the triple overtime. They always seem to be good. All right. I, 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 I thought I had those. I thought those were switched. I was thinking last year was tech. And the, the, but hey, time flies. All right. I'm taking Cal to be different. On Monday, it is the famous Toastery Bowl. Western Kentucky, Old Dominion. Western Kentucky, that's Tyson Helton's team, seven and five. Old Dominion is six and six. Uh, who am I up to now? Eli. Eli picks first. Uh, Old Dominion. I'm going to ODU as well. Harold. I didn't pick Clay Hilton's team, but I'm going to take the other Tyson. brother. Tyson, who used to be at the University of Memphis too, right? He yes. passed through here. You're, yep. you're, you're setting the tone where either you're going to win this thing running away. <laughs> I'm going to go over. Or you're buying us lunch. Okay, and then finally on Tuesday, it's the Frisco Bowl. Yes. Texas San Antonio, 8-4 and four from the American. Marshall, 6-6. Six and six. I, guess, I guess Harris will play, right? Sure. I mean, he's done his eligibility finally, but he, it's not like he's jumped into the portal. Uh, this would be my pick. No, yes, it'll be my pick. I'm taking UTSA. Uh, Eli. Or Harold. Harold. I'm, I'm going to stick with the American. Give me uh, the Roadrunners. Eli. Utsa. It is unanimous for Utsa. And that is it because the next there won't be a bowl game on Wednesday the 20th for some reason. But on Thursday the 21st, it'll be the Boca Raton Bowl, and we'll pick that and all the rest of them next Thursday when you join us. We will. Indeed. I look forward to that. I've got to head off to a meeting. Great seeing you guys. Uh, Good conversation. Again, give us a call at the world headquarters of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, 795-7700. Good seats still available. We can take care of you, and uh, we look forward to uh, having folks with us and Get your holiday shopping in, and uh, we will chat again uh, next Thursday. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Harold. Harold, you bet. Did you know that the 12 days of Christmas starts on Christmas Day? What? 
Okay, you know the, the song, the Twelve Days, 12 of, Christmas? days of Christmas, right? Did when, you know the, the, when did you think the first I, day of Christmas was? I the, thought it was 12, leading up to the right. I thought it was leading up to. So did no. this is after. It is. It's the, I the first day I of Christmas. I never knew is, that is Christmas Day. So you guys are. You would be the fifth day of Christmas. You're five golden rings, right? But yes, it, five it, is right? five golden rings. You are five. You're, you guys that? are on the day of five golden rings. I bet. I feel you, so privileged for us to have that. <laughs> I bet you. Position. Ten percent of people know that. I did not know that. I didn't know it either. Zach, you didn't know it, right? Nobody knew it. No. Uh, well, I, the person who told me yesterday knew it. Did you Google it up and no? Somebody, that? somebody called me yesterday and told me first day of Christmas is. Oh, I did. I did that. Confirm it. Yes. Yeah, because yesterday, yesterday I was saying January fifth is actually known as like the twelfth night or something like that. Like that's like that the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, yesterday was the thirteenth. Never so knew I was that. like, it's okay. I've, now I've, we start the I've twelve days. Obviously, have I have lived a very sheltered life. <laughs> I did not we know that. Have. We all have. Did not know. To that. To be fair, we all have. Nobody. I, I don't. Yeah, no. It was. It, no, nobody seemed to know that. So thanks, H. All right, guys. Take care. care. I, have, I have given you something to take. To Absolutely. The so, take that to your meeting today. Yes, I will do that. I will, I will share that. I will Throw share that, that out there. The By the way, guys, did you know that the first day of Christmas is actually Christmas Day? You'll, be, you'll sound smarter. I'm betting with the gang of people you're going to talk to. None of them know it either. Probably not. We'll see. We'll see. See you guys at the Tiger game on Saturday. Thanks, right. HJ. Take care. This hour of our program brought to you by Acura Memphis, located on Ridgeway at 385, online at acuramemphis.com. Great cars, great people. That's what you'll find at Acura Memphis. Always it's a great car buying experience every single time, whether it's a new vehicle, pre-owned vehicle, whether you're leasing a vehicle, whatever it is, talk to the great folks at Acura Memphis, and they will take good care of you. Maybe you need service done. Hey, they got a great service department as well. Always taking good care of you and your automobiles at Acura of Memphis. You know, we did quite well in, in uh, our, our pick six this year, but watch. Just throwing out picks with not knowing anything about really this team's or doing a deep dive into who's playing, who's left. We'll probably do much better than we would if we studied the thing and handicap it. That's just the way uh, gambling goes, betting on games or picking games. No question. We'll come back, wrap up the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour in today's edition of Sports 56 Mornings in just a moment. Right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grater. A couple of texts here. One texter says that uh, Vincent Hunter was between Stan Collins and Salisbury at White. Yes, Vincent Hunter. Okay. But John Varlas did confirm Salisbury is the longest tenured now. Okay. Um, another texter says, there's no way in hell the stadium gets done by 2025. They aren't even ready to start. Well, they if the if the vote, if they get the thing done next week. They're ready to start. They're going to be ready to start on their original timeline. The original timeline was to be done for the 2025 season. If they get started right after the AutoZone Liberty Bowl or whatever, you're talking basically about 20 months to get it done for the 2025 season. And there may end up being delays or whatever, but I don't. And that was the original plan. That was their original timeline that they would. They started now right after this season, right after the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, that it would be done in time for the 2025 season. So I'm just going by what they said. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, but it's not like every single thing is being renovated in that stadium. 
and they'll work on the the home side of the stadium. Um, so there'll be a lot of construction going on in the 2024 season, during the 2024 season. But yeah, I, I think they can get it done. I, I don't think there's uh, any question in their minds they can get it done. But yes, if there's a delay, then that's a problem. But if they get the council vote and everything goes fine and they are ready to go right after the AutoZone Liberty Bowl wraps up, if they feel they can do it, who am I to say they can? So in that AutoZone Liberty Bowl game, as Memphis plays Iowa State, Seth Hennigan comes into the game 290 yards shy of tying Brady White for number one on the Memphis Tigers' all-time passing yardage list for a career. Brady White's at 10,690. Seth Hennigan has 10,400. Obviously, if he doesn't get the 290 or surpass that, he has all of next season, as he's already announced that he will be coming back. But I'm looking at the numbers, and, and, and we know the... The game of football has changed into a passing game. The top six passers, career passing yardage on Memphis's list, have all played between 2016 and 2023. Brady White, Seth Hannigan, Danny Wimprine, Paxton Lynch, Riley Ferguson, Martin Hankins. Some played four years like Danny Wimprine. That's why he's ahead of a guy like Paxton Lynch or Riley Ferguson. But those are the top six. White, Hennigan, Wimprine, Lynch, Ferguson, Hankins. And then you have to go back for number seven to 1983 with Danny Sparkman. But there was one other quarterback who, between 2016 and 2023, is on the list. He Why did you number... say 2016? Danny Wimprine did not play for 2006. 2006, sorry. Between 2006 and 2023, there is one other quarterback that played during that time who is number 14 on the list. I guarantee you, you would win a lot of bar bets with this one. Who remembers Arkeelan Hall? Arkeelan Hall played two years, 2,607 career yards. He is number 14 on the list, but he is the only one between 2006 and 2023 to be on that list. Folks, this year, when it comes to jewelry for Christmas, head on over see the folks at Genesis Diamonds, and you're going to see, when you get there, an amazing selection when it comes to diamond engagement rings and all kinds of great jewelry, including pre-owned Rolex watches. You're going to get great prices all the time when you're over at Genesis Diamonds, and for this holiday season, five years, zero interest financing is available. That's right, and that's for everything in the store, all GIA, certified natural diamonds, all lab grow diamonds, everything you can imagine including those pre-owned Rolex watches. You can get five years, zero interest financing. So you can make your money even go further this holiday season when you're getting that engagement ring to pop the question or you're getting that special someone, some piece of fine jewelry. Go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds and take advantage of five years, zero interest financing. Located at Poplar and Perkins Extended, it is Genesis Diamonds. Yeah, and let me clarify again so I'm not, uh, people are like, wait, wait, what are you saying here? Other than those top six that I mentioned. The only other one between 2006 and 2023, and he happens to be number 14, so he's in the top 20, is Arkeelan Hall from 2008. The uh, this afternoon, well, the, I guess coming up at 11 to, and into the afternoon, Johnny Radio's happy hour today is going to be over at Top Gun out there off of Witten Road. You could go by. He's going to be giving away some tickets to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. Also going to give away some tickets to the Memphis-Clemson game on Saturday. So go see Johnny Radio from 11 to 1 today out at Top Gun off of Witten Road. Big thanks to Sean Coleman, Parth Upajai, and Harold Grader for joining us on the program today. 
We're back tomorrow to wrap up the week. John Varlis will join us. We'll talk Tigers with Matt Dillon. Brandon Lang will join us to handicap the uh, NFL weekend plus 10 in a row, the game show that has swept the nation. All coming up tomorrow on the program starting at 7. Waldo and Friends on Sports 56 is coming up next for Eli Savoy and Zach Boyd. I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great day, everyone.